Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things episode 131. Suns fan here with the one and only Cinder. And as you can see, this episode is sponsored as of today, because I should say as of an hour ago, basically. Very last minute sponsor edition by King of the Pool. So this is actually pretty cool. Uh, I've talked a lot with a couple of these ability draft veterans, uh, Chicken Fighter and uh, RGB Knights, who have basically been chicken trying fighter. to... Chicken Fighter? What did I call him? You called him Chicken Fighter. Canadian, Canadian Chicken. Canadian Chicken. Yeah, Canadian ch- Chicken. <laughs> Sorry, chicken I, Fighter is a team the DPC. <laughs> I, I have... Uh, actually, I have Fable on the mind. It's the Chicken Chasers. That's what I was going to actually say. But anyway, uh, ability draft experts have been trying to popularize the... Long forgotten mode that I personally find a lot of fun, but it, I don't know. What do you think the reasons are that Ability Draft uh, hasn't caught on as much as you would think, Cinder? Because it is very deep and right. like it's really fun to watch, for example, right? I think maybe the, how to say, the extra steps of having to learn to draft. I think if you play that game, you know, it's it's very it's skill based in a different way than Dota is, where it's a lot about adaptation. It's a lot about learning how to pick correctly on abilities. I think for some people, or maybe even many people, part of the turnoff of this is the like complexity. And if you pick bad spells, your hero is just really weak. But on the flip side, if you pick really good stuff and you know what you're doing, you can be incredibly powerful and come up with something really creative and unique, right? So mm-hmm. it's a very creative mode. Uh, and I, I honestly, I agree. I don't know why it isn't bigger because I think it appeals to quite a lot of players. Maybe a lot of players don't even know it exists really or try to queue for it for a bit, don't find a game they're like, okay, whatever, or just, you know. But um, they're obviously hoping, and I'm hoping too, that a tournament like this will, you know, highlight the game mode a little bit more, what it can do and get some more players. Yeah, so um, to shed a little bit more light on the league, it's a league. So King of the Pool League starts January 5th. And essentially, the sponsorship is in part to help uh, spread the word a bit so you guys can sign up. You can team up and battle it out with 16 others for six weeks of Swiss groups. And if you're skilled enough, six weeks of eight teams dueling in a double limb playoffs with six teams each taking home a slice of the 2500 prize pool uh, per region. Per region. There's per region. So if you There's guys want to register... Okay, go ahead. There's a Western Europe, Eastern Europe region, and then there's mm-hmm. an NASA region. And then the winning team from each region plays a heads up oh. from what I understood here. Okay. So yeah. register your team now and join the fight every Wednesday to find out who is the king of the pool. So I'm going to put the link of the league itself, the registration and the details itself in to both the Twitch chat and in YouTube links. So be sure to check it out. It's for a good cause. Uh, always good to kind of 
I mean, we've talked about it with like captain's draft in the past. It's it's good to kind of just change things up. You don't need to yep. play the same mode all the time. And I think this is one of the most underrepresented modes for sure uh, in Dota. And these guys have a huge passion for it. Uh, I just had my friend Buka over for the wedding, as we talked about, and he's obsessed with ability draft. It's literally all he plays now. Um, <laughs> you know so what's it, funny? It seems like among like the the statsmen and like the coders, you know, people that do a lot of the very tech yeah. part of Dota, they love this game. Like yeah. this game mode is so popular among that segment, which I find really interesting. Right? It's very. There's got to be something about it that just appeals to them, maybe because of how like stats driven it is and uh, the tech side of well, I hear from understanding like, why Knoxville. heroes and lineups work right on a deeper level. Well, yeah, that so. it's it's a completely different angle than literally anybody would think of. Because I talk to Knoxville occasionally about this, he'll just like mm -hmm. vomit out stats about oh, this skill by itself in a vacuum is actually the most powerful skill in the entire game, right? Like, how would you possibly know this? Well. Has the highest win rate in the draft. Right? Uh, I don't remember. I, I, I remember, remember that being a highlight. When he talks, just in general, I tune it out. So mm. he gets to that Vice portion choice. of it, and then before he says the skill, I've already tuned out and focus on other things. But uh, <laughs> that's just a Knoxville thing, okay? Uh, but yeah, if you guys know anybody or if you yourself are interested, be sure to register in the links that are in the description of the video. So we appreciate uh, King of the Pool Tournament sponsoring the podcast. Uh, and yeah. Hopefully everything goes well. Looking and finally, once one final note on this: uh, if you're not, if you don't have a team, or if you're not like planning on playing in this competitive tournament, but you think the game mode would be cool to check out, they have a very dedicated Discord community for you to check out as well. Um, I'm not sure if you're going to put a link to that one as well. Maybe you could link the Discord too. I could. There's going to be a lot of links in the description because we got more coming yeah. after that. But yeah, sure. Uh, it's probably it's probably good to put there because I think. For smaller game modes like this, it's really good to have communities like that so that you can coordinate queuing at the same time and find games and, you know, make friends that are excited about it just as much as you are, which you're going to find out because you didn't know you're excited about it yet, but now you're going to try it and then you're going to fall in love with it. And then you want people to play with. So check out that Discord. Just wanted to say that. It's very good. Okay. So cool. with that, let's go over our patrons for the week. Um should actually throw this out there, Sinner. We've been talking about Patreon and potentially tweaking it a bit because what we've noticed is that we actually have more in Bruges tier people than other tiers, which is weird. That's not usually how it is with this kind of stuff, like the lower tiers. It feels like maybe we're not giving enough love to the lower tiers. So if you guys can think of a suggestion, we'll read the chat uh, in YouTube comments specifically. Uh, Hopefully it's low effort because I'm maxed out on effort for the podcast. Cinderin can do something though, no doubt about it. But we're just looking for ideas of things that are easily replicable every week or every month or whatever the case may be that you guys would be interested in. Um, so yeah, especially especially what we're looking for is if you guys have a good idea for what could be a cool reward for the second and third tiers, um, not so much the top and bottom tier. Right. So if you have any ideas, let us know. Thank you. And also thank, thank you to you. the InBruge tier, Roundy 3. I've got to squint here. I'll show you my draft if you show me yours in the King of the Pool Ability Draft League. Oh, oh spot on. <laughs> not telling you. My name is not John C. No, wait. Oh, no. It's John C. N. A. Okay. Games for Falling Asleep thinks Dota 2 
Needs more marketing. Please, Valve, we're begging you. Disco Farm D, Vincent Darksea, Semper Pi, Akuna Matata, Commander Donut, Bread Sheeran, Chakar, Detroit Deli, the Mega Pope. Sorry, you're not okay, Cinderin. Do you have someone to hug? Ti in New Zealand, Zan Xavier, and Nate Thicko zero one Hamscroats. I have someone to hug and Bacon. That's someone in the tier. Not you don't I love bacon? also have Bacon. I guess I also have Bacon. Who do you guys think has the biggest dick in the whole Dota universe? Hmm. We'll get back to that. Shark TM, Novi Panda, Dop, nothing to see here. Underscore man. Okay, but for real though, Sins fan, can you please use your Ice Rock connections to get the add all loading screens to shuffle button back? I feel like we're just never going to get this, and I'm going to read this out every week. <laughs> he knows that. Black, watch. Wooden Aftertaste, Duntalk, Anonymous, Peter. Some cats are actually allergic to humans. Nibbling. Hmm. Not yours, though. That's right. Thank God for that. Uh, okay. Um, All right, Shannon, who do you think has the biggest dick in the whole Dota 2 universe? Very quick. Does Gaben, is he included in the Dota 2 Not universe? Not in the universe. The Dota 2 universe. I need to look at the game to I'll go, see. I'll go first. I think it's Aghanim. Okay, he does have four arms. I'm going to say Dawnbreaker, Cinderin. Okay. It's another good guess. You never know. Okay. Uh, okay. So we will start out the episode talking about something extremely sad. Uh, it's, I mean, I don't know if we've ever talked about anything like this, have we, on the podcast? Uh, but Sexy Bambo, you guys know, former pro player in Dota and streamer as well, has died uh, as of the last week. The details of his death have not been specified, and we're not really going to speculate. That's not, you know, obviously in poor taste and whatnot. Um, I think his brother basically let everybody know that it is confirmed that this happened. Um, he, for people that don't know who Sexy Bambo was, um, like I said, former pro player, played with like Sing Sing on uh, Mouse Sports back in the day with Black and whatnot. Um, had karaoke on his team, if I'm not mistaken he was a stand-in for that ti i think it was yeah okay it was ti2 and i we can just talk about him perhaps but as a player one of my favorite players to watch not only in professional matches but on stream as well very chill very down to earth and well no pun intended his earth shaker and sand king were and tiny were fucking god tier but more importantly as a I'm person and Batrider, of course. As a person, I only got to hang out with him a couple times, but basically what you would expect, very chill, super nice guy. Like pro players, it's what's the best way to put this? Not all they're not always great to hang out with, let's just say. Bambo yeah. was very down to earth. Just a good guy. And this is obviously heartbreaking. And yeah, I don't know what else to say, Cinder, and just extremely sad. It came out of yeah. absolute nowhere as well. Yeah, it's it's pretty much the same for me. I've met him at a couple of events. We we weren't ever really close, and I don't think I played in a team with him, but just my experience with him, especially I think it was one of the hubs that we were both at that did TI qualifiers coverage or something. Um yeah, his he was just a, a very a very very chill chill guy and he lightened up the mood. He was he would be like you know these kind of people that are just like subtly funny. Um, he'd be the guy who had like some some funny like zingers or 
or moments like that, but not like take up a lot of space in the room. He was also mm -hmm. pretty small, so that he also physically took up very little space in the room. Um, but yeah, he was. I think for many, especially in Dota, he was kind of inspirational in the sense that he was very kind of he had this YOLO attitude about him. Even the way he played pro Dota, he was very high risk, high reward kind of player. So he had these face palm moments, and then he had these amazing moments, especially around juking. Uh, around being creative of how to play uh, in the offlane a lot of the time. So, you know, just overall, overall, just a, a funny, chill dude that made quite the mark on Dota, to be honest. He played competitively. He's one of the old guys from Dota 2 as well. Uh, he was 29, which, you know, isn't much of an age for a, a eulogy, unfortunately, of course, but it's, it's a pretty good age in competitive Dota in that sense. So, one of the older. Older guys at this point with 29. Um, yeah. Shit like this is always so sad. I don't know. Don't really know what else to say. It's really it's really a shame to lose someone like that. Uh, he hadn't streamed for quite a long time. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember when his last stream was, but... Yeah. That was the last thing I think anyone saw of him in Dota, at least. So that's what we remember primarily to what the end is the stream. Right. And his brother started a GoFundMe. I think that was... I forget. There's a couple different sites. I think it was a GoFundMe uh, for funeral funeral services uh, to cover costs and whatnot. And what they were asking for was... I'll, I'll put the link in the description so you guys can uh, donate some as well. But it exploded past the, uh, the mark that they originally wanted within the first day. I haven't looked. Uh, but after the episode, I'll grab the link and I'll post that in the description as well. So, uh, yeah, very sad indeed. Um, I'm not good at this kind of stuff, as you might know. So it, don't know what else to say, but the only thing you can do as individuals, as a community is just try to move on and, you know, continue to remember them for who they were. And I have nothing and most but importantly, respect, most importantly, respect the people that were the closest to him. Right. Yeah. Um, and their wishes instead of being pushy or instead of, you know, speculating. Well, so there if, is one, I, yeah. I understand, like, it depends on the culture you're from as well, because I know some cultures it's more acceptable to talk about this kind of stuff. It just depends on where you're from. But I don't know what, you know, it, it's hard to cover all bases, in other words. But best not to speculate and just accept, move on, and appreciate uh, what he did for the community. So, okay. Uh, moving on. I don't know how to segue this, but from very something sad news to brighter. Yeah, something brighter. Well, depending on your perspective, I guess. We got a lot of, there's a lot of hate threads on this, but the Battle Pass has been released, Cinderin. It is yes. an Agonim's Labyrinth Battle Pass again. And what we're going to do. And I am so sorry for audio listeners, but we did this last time, and it just makes the most sense. I'm going to switch screens to in-game, and we're just going to go through the whole battle pass. It's going to be a pretty long segment, but I think it's important because uh, there's just so much to talk about, and it's better if you're watching on video to actually see it instead of us just talking out of our asses, respectively. So let's do that. Hey, we're in-game. And look, King of the Pool on the bottom as well. Great stuff, Sinner. Thanks for setting it up for me. Just oh, kidding. nice. You did nothing. Okay. So the That's battle me. pass. Uh, yes. It's officially called the Continuum 
continuum conundrum. Definitely a yes. tongue twister. So what I was thinking we'd do, Sinner, is just go in order from okay. the beginning. And then we'll just talk about like the main stuff. And then we'll probably talk about the Aghanim's Blessing uh, or Aghanim's Labyrinth mode last. Does that sound good? Sure. Okay. So the so Agnum's Labyrinth as a game mode is free to play, but obviously you will get some benefits for upgrading your battle pass. So one of which, which you'll see here, we can see some taunts. I don't know if you want to talk about the taunts or not. So no, you you tell me. Um, talk about taunts. Yes, yeah, like specifically go through the taunts. Oh, I, I, <laughs> we go through literally everything <laughs> like that. No, no, no. But this will take a couple. It's not hours. that much, honestly. There's not that, but yeah, that's fine. Uh. So essentially what occurs is when you get... So there's a certain amount of heroes, if I'm not mistaken, this is the part I don't know for sure, that are playable in the game mode right off the bat. And then this allows you to upgrade, right? To get additional heroes in the mode. Actually, yeah, I'm 100% sure that's how it works. So for example, if you're looking on the screen, this is a level five battle pass here. You get one random hero additionally to the pool so i think this is kind of i know some people in my chat were complaining about this that it's kind of pay to win or whatever the case may i actually think this makes it a little bit more interesting this is the other way to look at it because a lot of other people don't have the same heroes as you and you're going to see more variety as a result instead of the same people spamming you know the same stuff so what do you think about that concept uh, I think calling it pay to win really depends on the hero balance in the mode, right? Like if the heroes that you don't have by default and unlock later are just inherently better because they have better stats or better spells or whatever, then I think a pay to win argument is pretty strong in that case. Um, but if it's just like you say, it's a variety of play styles that gives you different options and different people to play with. I think there's something to be said about the, a progression system like that where you know, you you have you start out with something, and as you play the game more, you unlock things that uh, makes it more exciting to play over and over again instead of having everything from the start, and it gives you something to look forward to. Mm. In a way, this is a little bit similar to actually the way it works with heroes in League of Legends, which is something we celebrate in Dota that we have it our way, where all heroes are available from the start. This is a bit a little bit more League-esque, where you start with a small su- subset of heroes, and then as you play the game more, you can unlock stuff. Um, so you can play other heroes. And again, the argument is whether or not the heroes are just better, the ones that you don't have. And that, you know, changes over time. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I feel like it's, it's a bit of both, honestly. Um, so I wouldn't say it's inherently good or inherently bad. When I see something like this, it gets me a little bit excited to, you know, unlock stuff along yeah. the way. And that's kind of the, the goal so. in the end, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I can understand the other side at the same time. Okay, so moving on forward... Uh, we can talk about one of the chests. So there's three types of chests in this uh, battle <laughs> pass, which is a bit complicated. I'm going to find the first one, which is the worst, right? Wait, there's okay. the Ageless Heirlooms and the Continuum Collection. I think this is the worst one, the Ageless Heirlooms. I think these are just old sets, right? Uh, yeah, okay. I think so. So the, we don't need to talk about every set, every set, obviously, but is there... Anything that stands out to you? Because this is just like whatever for me. I think the clockwork one's kind of cool. I don't know about the Crusader helmet, but the cogs look look dope. I think the Crusader helmet is the only thing good about this. <laughs> You're not like the cogs. Let's see. Let me get a They closer. remind me of like a nah. sundial. 
Eh, there's better cogs in the game. Fair enough. Uh, the Shadow Fiend is the ultra rare in that one. Do you feel like that deserves ultra rare? No, it does not look like an ultra rare. It looks like a very rare to me. Yeah, it's... I mean, so. I think the Arcana and a bunch of other sets look better, personally. So that's the that's one chest. So they're, they're, one th de they're decent. Like, these items, these sets are, you know, way better than something in, like, Dota Plus or than your average oh, chest, but they're course. not immortal quality. So, again, we're going to talk about this towards the end, but one thing that they have definitely fixed, at least from my perspective, and I think you complained about more than anybody, was the lack of stuff in the last Battle Pass. There's so many dead levels where now you have three chests. Maybe they're not amazing but it's something right which is nice so there's a lot less dead levels for sure the second chest is the agonim's continuum collection uh these are mythicals as well um you can't really see them very well because i haven't uh gotten them all apparently uh anything stand out to you on this one because this is another meh for me i mean witch doctor i guess is Wait, what does ogre have is that a drill let's see ogre <laughs> Drill. He has I did, people with a hand drill. I didn't see that. Which is also a shovel. Yeah, I didn't see that. <laughs> or it has a handle that looks like a shovel, but then it's a drill. What's that set called? Stonebreak Excavators. That's actually that's pretty funny. I think the ogre set is funny. I would has, use that if I he had. He has that. ag shards in his backpack. Okay, that's a great back piece. But it's actually gonna... a really funny set. Right. When it comes to like creativity, I know you and I have like different opinions about what set should be or whatever. I think this one is funny. Um, You've sold which doctor is an ultra rare? Does it have which ambient effect does it have? Is it just the staff, or does he have anything custom with spells? Looks like it's just the staff and the little arcane or or, or why well, I keep saying arcane the shards in his backpack. Glow right, a bit. and all of these sets are based on shards, right? They all have shards incorporated in one way or the other. Um. Which yep, makes like this it. the greatest chest ever, in your opinion, because you love nothing more than Aghanim shards. So. Eh, not really. Do we think the Witch Doctor is an ultra rare? I think it's a very rare, again, for me personally. Um, yep, I agree. But it's cool that they made an ultra rare a support. I will say that. I feel like that doesn't happen very often, that the support hero gets that slot. That's because so. nobody wants a support ultra rare. Just oh, kidding. Okay, not cool. A lot I'll of people like you out there. Okay, and the third one, which is the one we'll spend the most time on, is the Aghanim's uh, 2021 Immortal Treasure Chest. So we will go through these one by one. I don't know if you're expecting that, Cinder, but this is worthy, I I'm, think. I'm fine, with, I'm fine with that. So Lone Druid, the first one. Do you want to rate this, them? Yeah. What, how did we do the ratings before? One to ten or something. Okay. So this, you guys are not going to see the effects, but we have a video on Dota Cinema that shows them all if you really want to see it. So this one changes Savage Roar. But the effect only occurs when you level it. So it's like the CM aura. Okay, it's got this big golden effect. And it's these side thingies. This one is a five for me. We're comparing it to Immortals, right? It's Immortal yeah. against Immortals, not against this, every item in the game. Okay, if that's the case, then let's say a 3.5. I think the actual items themselves look fine like this would be like a six maybe it's okay mm -hmm. but the effect hap happens so seldomly four times a game that it makes that a zero so i say 3.5 out of 10 uh, i'm okay with that i'll probably be a little bit more generous but somewhere in that range let's say four okay uh we have huskar 
This is the weapon, and it changes his uh, burning spears. And his arm. And his arm, that's true. This is a 10 out of 10 for me, Sindarin. This is fucking god tier. The effect itself is less than a... Okay, I can't give it a 10 if the effect is not a 10, right? The effect is an 8. The item itself is a 10. How does it look when he attacks when he wears this? Can you, like, explain it? Does it shoot out of the mouth, or...? I don't know. I mean, I've played around with it, but... You made the video of this. I, I did make it. I didn't notice if it was coming out of the mouth. Okay. And I'm not going to open the game. Uh, you know what? I'm going to break the average and just say 9.5. This is incredible. And Pop-Tart, my good friend, reminded me that this is actually just reminds me of the dragon vandal from Valorant. So even more love there. Oh, so what that's you why you love it. it because I mean, it look, at, it looks amazing. This is incredible. There's no denying that. It is that. really cool. It is really cool. I'll give it a nine. Okay. It's a little weak. Uh, Zeus. Sure. So this is the back piece, which I think looks really cool. It's a little cape. Kind of looks a bit uh, X-Men-y. Yeah, uh, it really does. And the Who is effect... it that has something that looks like this? In Dota? No, in, in X-Men. There's some, one specific character that re this reminds me of. Is it... What's he called? Um, it, it's not Magneto or anything. Yeah, that was what I was thinking. But it's also it's is it him? Maybe it is actually. Hang on. You're gonna have to look it up. So this yeah, changes static field, his passive, and I got a lot of shit when I made this video in the YouTube comments. People calling me an idiot for not buying the shard to show off the. Pa I literally, after buying the shard, I cannot tell the difference with the effect. So. I'm going to say the item itself is like an eight. It's pretty good. And the effect is a zero. So let's just say it's an average of five. I know that's not a perfect average, but I'm just saying overall, I think. More importantly, now that chat has helped us out, there's plenty of people saying it looks like Storm from X-Men. And guess what? Storm is a lightning inspired character. True. So very suitable. And maybe that is actually where they drew the inspiration from. It and like Halle Berry car. is really hot, Cinder. Don't forget that. So is Zeus. He is. I yeah. can't disagree with that. He is, um, uh, what was your rating? I gave it a five. In some cultures, that beard is a 10 out of 10. Uh, not in Denmark, but that is... Uh, what's my rating on this? Yeah. Mm, I think it's better than a five. I actually really like this item, as you would expect, because it's not super over the, the reason top. I gave it a five, if you were listening, is the effect is I not noticeable. Okay. Yeah. I, I still think the item itself deserves more than that, just even if there was no effect. I'll give it a, like a six and a half. Okay. Underlord. So headpiece changes dark rift. The particles are amazing. The headpiece is very good. I'm going to give this a nine. I like this one a mm. lot. Now, I can't see the effect, but just based on the item itself, I'm way less excited about this than you are, actually. I'll I mean, give it you're, a, I'll you are the it. one person that can go in-game, since I'm the one recording, and actually try it out and see. When you see the effect, you will give it a 9. You're going to have a delayed rating, and I'm moving on to the Appreciate next it. hero. I'm, I'm, I'm demoing it just for you, okay? Unprepared, as always, Cinderin. What's preparation? Preparation H is for your anus. All right, the, the, the Dark Rift looks pretty cool. So because of that, I will give this a 7. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, I just want to point out that purple so the is item a itself very... Is like a five. It's not... Purple is a very rare color. 
for effects. Very cool. Uh, Venomancer. Uh, this is a complete bundle. So I don't know like how like what happens where there's like, you know what, let's just do a whole bundle instead of just one item. This looks amazing. This is like whole Aztec feel or something. Uh, the back piece especially looks god tier. The plague words are fine. Um, and it changes poison attack of all things. And it's way more noticeable than the arc lightning. It's like a little glowy effect when you've like applied the poison sting on somebody. Uh, so I will give this a nine as well. Actually, I think this one is really good. Mm. I just demoed it, Shannon. I'm really fast and I'm ahead of the curve. Okay, thank you. Uh, it's an eight. Okay, great explanation. Naga Siren headpiece. It's a jellyfish. Changes Song of the Siren to. That's a really creative hat. Can I just say that? It is. Changes That's Song of the cool. Siren. It has like this jellyfish type feel, like a little watery feel to the ult. Uh, this one is okay. I do like the item itself more than the effect. So I'll give it a seven, maybe. Oh, the effect looks dope, though. It's a very subtle effect. I don't know. I feel like it's very noticeable, actually. I mean, it's noticeable, but it's not like a powerful. You're not feeling it, you know. So, I, I think this is super cool. This is a nine. This I, is a really nine. Like okay. All right. Yeah. I think the item itself is really, really creative and very cool, and it fits the character. And it doesn't like. It stands out, but it's not in the way. And the ult looks awesome. I think this is really good. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of the effect, but I love the hat. Uh, Omni Knight. This one changes. That's the um, first rare. That's true. It's the first rare, which it, this does not deserve to be rare, by the way. Uh, actually, I should point out that it makes it, like, in-game, it glows a lot more. So, actually, it's a lot cooler looking than this, especially when it combined with the Immortal Helm. It actually glows on the Immortal Helm as well. So, maybe it's better than it looks. It definitely looks better than this. And it affects the ult, and the ult effect is not as bad as Zeus, but it's close. It's quite bad. It's noticeable, but not good. So I'm going to give this... I feel this... like I should go back and check the Zeus one now, because this is super noticeable. I'm not saying it's not noticeable. I'm just saying it's not a crazy effect. The Zeus one is like, I literally can't tell what's happening. I'm just ulting a creep wave in demo mode right now, and it looks so different. I'm not saying it doesn't look uh, different. I don't know. You said it doesn't... Didn't you just say that? It's not you that said it crazy. Isn't noticeable. It's super noticeable. All right, I'm giving it a six point five. I have six point five. Give it your ten and move on. It's not a ten, Shannon. The item isn't that cool. The item, honestly, the wings themselves. If you turn the hero around, they look a little bit. I don't know how to say it. Unpolished. You know what I mean? It looks like they look flat. Yeah, it looks somehow. like a sprite. Yeah, it's a little bit. Eh. I guess. The item is also a little bit. I think the effect in-game is pretty cool, though. We'll give okay. this a, a 6. So you gave it a lower score than me. I did. Because I think the item after, itself is not particularly interesting. After all that effect shit is notice We were discussing whether the effect is noticeable. It's super noticeable. I don't okay, know what you're great. talking about. Uh, Zeus, uh, the golden version, is a very rare. Still not noticeable. Not changing my rating. And then the golden okay. Huskar. Oh! God, I wish I could wow, get this. Wow, it's like the other Huskar, but in gold. It's great. And then, ah! all right, let me tell you a little story here, Cinderin. Oh, I God. have, this, to my knowledge, storm shit. 
to my knowledge, this might not be correct, but since I have a memory of a goldfish, I don't believe I have ever bought a full set in the marketplace before until today. I did it on stream. This is one of the greatest items of all time. A An ultra rare, which of course didn't drop for me. The weapon is a fucking guitar. It changes the infernal blade to make a really awesome metal sound metal as in like uh, metal music a uh, little note that it plays and the effect itself looks really cool especially once you get shard on top of it and it comes with a taunt which is okay so i have one complaint about the taunt which i'm going to stop playing because it gets annoying it looks really cool, but sounds like shit, which at first is funny, but then you realize that it just, you wish it just had metal music playing instead. Like, why not just go ham with this thing? But either way, this is a 10 out of 10 for me, Cinder. 10. It's a bass and not a guitar. Close enough. <laughs> All right, uh... I, let me retract my statement and say he's holding a string instrument. Mm. Okay. That's true. What is your rating? Uh, this is another one of those items that's really creative, right? I think the idea, of, I, I don't know how they got this idea. Maybe the music pack. What was it? You have to play, when you use this item, you have to use the music pack. What was that music pack called again? The metal I don't know, one. but it, yeah. We it talked just about out. it last week. Yeah. I forgot what it's called, but you have to use that one if you're playing Doom with this. Then it's really immersive. Um,. When I see it in the loadout, I thought I was going to be like, eh, this is too far off. But when you when he's wearing it in-game and using it as a weapon, it doesn't really feel out of place, actually. So, wow, um, surprising. I was pleasantly surprised. I thought I didn't feel like this was going to look very well like an axe when he uses it, but it does. It looks like an axe. And then he also plays it as a, as a base. So, yeah, this is really fucking cool. The Infernal Blade effect is awesome. Um, Rating? It's a three. <laughs> you know, by the uh, way... I don't know, comparing this to every other Immortal there's ever been, probably yeah. a nine or 9.5. Okay, give it a 9.5 and let's move on, Cinderin. Sure, 9.5. Uh, chat is also pointing something out that's, uh, you know, your favorite statement that technically correct is the best kind of correct. Uh-huh. Bass is, in fact, a type of guitar. So I wasn't really wrong at all. Technically correct. Or is guitar a type of bass? Shut your mouth. Okay. Okay. So back to the battle pass we go. Uh, see if there's anything here. Okay, we can see that you just get a bunch of these chests and a bunch of filler stuff, which... And this taunt, we're not going to... Okay, I have to show this taunt. It's so good. The best taunt in the game now. Wraith King taunt. He's oh, on a throne funny. being carried by skeletons. It lasts a long time. By the way, we're going to have a quick discussion on how you feel about taunts being long cooldown now. Oh, so good, dude. Oh my god. Thank you. People were spamming this. It's meant to be a taunt. It's not meant to be the same cooldown as fucking quill spray, okay? Like, this makes you actually think about when you use your taunt, so it's a taunt, and not just, hey, I can, my hero is a button that I can press to play a fucking jingle, you know? Like, you're meant to taunt. People weren't using taunts as taunts. They were using them as some sort of tick that they had. They would bind it to a hotkey, and then every time they got a last hit, they would play their taunt. Like, who cares? Play Cinder, it when it's fun. I feel like you are such a boomer, okay? 
I am. You're actually older than me, but I think mental. Wait, mentally, I'm also younger than you. Actually, I'm just <laughs> older than you somehow. I don't know. Like, okay, I'm gonna say this. But... I agree to some respect that these quote unquote taunts aren't really taunts. They're something else. I wish they were low cooldown again. I I'm fine with that. But I think taunts should be like in Han, which we'll talk about later in this episode, where you're actually taunting somebody. And if you get killed by that person, then they reverse taunt you automatically. Like it actually meant something. I could see to that. taunt somebody. Yeah. Like these taunts are just dances. They're what just a taunt dances. Is. Just yeah. yeah. The name is incorrect. These should be called dancing. Dances, right? Yeah. I have a dance button. So if they were called dances, Cinderin, mm-hmm. would you be okay with low cooldown? No. I thought so. You're a piece of shit. That's still right. annoying. Moving on. Can I just say about taunts, when people people spamming taunts, the way I feel about that is look at Marana's facial expression. That's how I feel about people spamming taunts, okay? Like, that's it. Great. Okay. Uh, all right. We got Radiant and Dire Creeps, which they finally came out with a good few of these, Cinderin. So, oh, as a taunt is going off Actually, again. the Marana model might be based on me. There might be someone at Valve who has been watching my stream a lot. And looks at my what? face all day. Why am I hearing this music right now? What the? I clicked on the creeps and it started. Marana actually is how I would look if I were a woman, Shannon. I just. That's a really beautiful cosmetic. I have to say 10 out of 10. It's actually just stunning. Yeah, she's not that attractive. I agree. All right, we'll get there anyway. All right. Move on. So we got creeps, Cinderin. Radiant and dire creeps. The radiant mm-hmm. ones, like this is a snail for the, the range, and the melee is, I don't know, there's some kind of a shell which, here. Which level is that? Uh, it's level 94. Okay. And the big thing, so let's look at the dire creeps. The dire creeps are like beetle creatures. Um, but the big thing, and I didn't realize this, is that they have never, to my knowledge, okay, actually this might not be true. You tell me if I'm wrong here, because I didn't have any myself. Have they ever come out with siege creeps? Because I didn't. Yeah, I was have just anything. gonna say. I think this is the first time there's a custom siege creep. So these are fucking sure. awesome. Like the radiant one is super cool. The dire radiant one ones are a lot better in my opinion. The dire one is a epic. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of insects, but I'm still gonna use the siege. But I'm not gonna use the dire creeps because the crocodile. Oh, you can just use them better. separately. You yeah, can use separate. just the siege creep. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't realize. I thought it was a pack. So, I've never changed the creeps in game. Um, I know, I understand, Cinderin. You're a boomer. You don't understand uh, or care about customizing anything. I'm surprised you even have any sets equipped. If I'm being perfectly honest. Okay, so what do you cool, think of though. these? Uh, these yeah. are the best creeps they've ever made. The best custom creeps, eh. for sure. I think so. I mean, I no, guess you like the you like the what were they called? The little what what animal was that? The ones oh, that the crocodile. Yeah. Oh yeah, we had a <laughs> we had a. I, I wouldn't say it was an argument. We had a discussion at TI about these. Cro- okay, let's tell a quick story here. So at okay. TI, uh, what what's the preface here, Senator? What? How did the, the conversation start? I can't remember. I mean, I don't know what where we're going. So okay, as usual, Cinder and providing a lot to this discussion. But uh, there was a point you where I had to. Tell I, had, I, had to <laughs> I thought Let me this tell was your memory of mine, Shannon. Do you remember? <laughs> Okay, when I tell you You the story, you're going to realize why I thought you knew what I was talking about. Because it's about these dire creeps. So at TI, we're we're casting group stage, and Mm -hmm. I'm doing camera, which I wasn't expecting to do. And they were telling us that we should probably change our terrain, our, you know, make sure there's no weather effects. And I was like, 
they never mention creeps. Do you think they care about creeps? And Slacks, because he was casting with us, he's like, you know, of all the people to go against Valve's wishes, you should not be writing that line. But then I was like, I went in game. I'm like, do you see these fucking crocodiles? These could be at TI this year. And they were because of me during the group stage. I kept them. No one complained, Cinderin. No one. So that's the story. They didn't know, though. Now they know. Hopefully I don't get fired retroactively. Valve don't watch the games. <laughs> but they do watch the podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Siege Creeps, really happy to see them. And I'm just really happy with the, uh, the Creeps in general. Very cool. Yep. Uh, okay, more taunts as we move forward. We're just going for the big stuff. All right. Marana of Night Silver, Cinderin. This so is it's... the most controversial part about the Battle Pass from what I've gathered from most people. Actually. Yes, I would agree. So I'll sum it up and you can take over. Uh, so obviously it's the anime, which not a big surprise. Now it joins Marana and Dragonite in doing so. Uh, Star Storm effect that comes with this one is really good. It looks like a mini eclipse, which you'll probably hate as a result. And then there's a cosmetic a little later on uh, that I need to find real quick. That was at 2.30-ish, maybe. 2.35, you get an arrow, uh, a bow and arrow. And it actually does change the arrow effect. And I think the effects themselves are really cool. But the biggest controversy is that... Marana's model in general is very bad. It's not as bad as Morphling. Morphling is like a zero. It's a negative one out of 10. And Marana is probably like a three, I would say. Very outdated. And people were hoping that, you know, like why would you need to pay money to essentially get a remodel? Because it's not like this is super flashy or anything. Okay, so just my perspective on this whole thing is why... So whatever side you're on of this argument or whatever, the reason people are upset here is that the base model is bad, right? It's not that this is a persona. Because with the Dragon Knight persona and with, uh, the, and with Marcy and everything, like people haven't... It's been a discussion in itself whether this whole anime style or whatever is, is good or not. I think this is the least anime style of the three heroes they've put in that are from the anime, right? This looks yeah, most Dota-like, yeah. I think. Um, so let's say... How to say, let's say this was put in as a persona and then they also updated the base Marana to be higher quality. I think nobody would have complained actually, right? Or I mean, there's always going to be someone complaining, but not nearly to this extent. So what people are upset about is that this hero is one that the community has wanted an update for in a very long time because it's one of the lowest quality models in the game. And now this came without the other part. Um, If they would have just released a a base upgrade to Marana's model as well alongside this. I think that would have been an elegant way to do it, uh, where people don't consider it... I, I don't know what, what word you would use for this. If it's like... It's not predatory, but you get you get where I'm coming from, right? It's like, this is something the community really wanted as an upgrade to base game, and now it's not base game, it's paid for. I mean, imagine... Um, okay, imagine... I know this is on more of an extreme. Imagine this happens, this exact scenario, and it's morphling. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Like then, like, then it would be a similar a, story, right? No, it would not. I mean, it would be similar, but it would be exponentially worse. People would absolutely shit on Valve. I wouldn't say they're yeah. shitting on them as much, right? But it's just in mm-hmm. the same vein. And I mean, I I have to say, I kind of agree with them. I think that's a weird move for sure to not just include a remodel. Now, the the argument. I is, don't mind this being a persona. Do you? No. I think it's okay that it's a persona, but I think they should have upgraded the base model too. I I don't think this should be the base Marana in the game. 
I think it's okay that it's a more anime-ish thing because we're doing personas anyway. Uh, but then, yeah. So the counter the argument well. is that Dragonite Persona came out and they didn't remodel Dragonite. But I think the difference but is that was because Dragonite was his better model. Right, Dragonite is right. a better model. I mean, if you if you strip it down to its base, it looks like shit. Dragonite does, like really bad. But so. he has like extremely good cosmetics, and I'm just guessing out of nowhere here that the polygon count is probably higher or allowed higher, so it just makes up for it and looks fine. There's a lot of really good Dragonite sets. Marana, I mean, you're kind of stuck with what you, like her face. You can't, you can't cover up her whole face. I mean, they've tried with a bunch of masks, but there's only so much you can do, you know. Um, Marana paper bag set. I mean, uh, I, I would literally buy that 100%. Dude, what a meme that would be. We're never going to fix the model. So here we go. Here's a set that's a paper. <laughs> Dude, they would make so much money on the paper bag head model, actually. Oh, no. Don't give them ideas. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just, I demoed it. The Star Storm looks really cool, by the way. I I thought you, you thought I wouldn't like it, but I like it. I think Star Storm's really like, very nice. Great um, to hear, Cinderin. But yeah, I, I feel like they should upgrade the base model as well. Clearly, I think some people were talking about how out of the Personas, this is the lowest quality one. I don't really agree with that. I think this is solid compared to the other Personas, including AM and Dragon Knight. So AM, um, Dragon Knight, Pudge. Invoker Child. Invoker Child, yeah. And that's it, right? I think... But out of those personas, the only one that's anime is Dragon Knight, right? Would you consider the female anti-mage a little bit? No, it's not. It's still... Okay, this is where I will agree with... I'm not... Okay, when you say higher quality or lower Mm -hmm. quality, when I think of that, it's just like the polygons, like the way it is designed. Whereas this looks like a normal Marana, like the change from regular Marana to this, you're just upgrading the model, really, if you think about it. You're not like just think about all of them. Pudge becomes a fucking uh, puppet or whatever the fuck that is, right? Right. Uh, Dragonite becomes a vastly different version of the regular Dragonite. Uh, That's AM true. becomes a woman. Uh, Invoker becomes yeah. a prepubescent child, and Marana is just yeah. kind of the same. So I agree, it's the most underwhelming. That's fair. But it does come with effects, which it does. Pudge did. I'm not sure AM came with any. Invoker. And I didn't. Don't think so. No, same spells. And Dragon Knight. Uh, Dragon Knight. I think was he has Dragon a different dragon Tail? form. Oh yeah, dragon form. That's true. But that's a model technically. But yeah, keep in mind this is a persona though. So this the quote unquote trade off is that if you do use this, you can't use cosmetics on right. it. So there's a lot of cool Marana items, right? It's like a lot of people really like the mask that you talked about, which is, what was that, inspired by Princess of, is it called Mononaki? Is it? I don't remember. I don't know what you're asking me. Uh, some sort of anime thing, or not anime thing, Japanese culture, whatever it is. I'm really educated. Um, yep. Anyway, you can't use cosmetics with this. So again, a base model upgrade as well, I think would be very welcome. Um, I wonder, okay, so I, I'm, I don't, is it harder? Is it more work to make a base model than it is to make a skin like this? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just thinking from the perspective of developer hours and time, or not developer hours, like design hours, right? Like, how big of an investment is it to upgrade a base model that the community really wants? I know it technically doesn't really pay anything, right? You're just making the game look better, but you get a lot of goodwill from the community, which I think is, has inherent value. Right. Like, how long would it take to redesign a Morphling? 
It would probably be the same as this, as a person. Like maybe I'm underestimating how much work that is, but I feel like if you have a game like this that has such, you know, a reputation, then having one or two bad eggs that just look old is worth fixing, right? No, I I mean, obviously I so agree. It, uh, it doesn't... I, I'm I won't just, say it's I'm not wondering from Valve's perspective, what's the reason to not fix these models? It's been complained about for more than five years, Morphling especially. No, it's because they have like, 20 people on the Dota team. What do you mean? It's not It's not a surprise to what the What if it's is. a lightning rod, Shannon? What if they never fix it so that people only hate Morphling and not the other models that are bad? Ah... Because once you fix Morphling, then there's another hero on the list, surely. Yes. Huh. Then the problem just moves up. Huh. It's a catch-all in some respects. Yeah. Huh. Maybe they'll just delete Morphling and forget about the remodel. That I would be fine with that, actually. Fuck that hero. Okay, moving on. Uh, what do we have? So past that, I believe the next one is the Towers, which... Doggy, these are god tier towers, Cinderin. I'm gonna give oh, a here we go again. nine point five out of nine point five, just on the looks and how it looks in game and all the animations and whatnot. And then today I checked good old Reddit, and mm. what did I see to increase that from a nine point five to a ten point zero? You can high five fucking towers. That okay, is that's funny. Amazing. Holy shit. These that towers are great. Love it. I'm just going to demo it. I want to see it shoot. But yeah, I mean, as far... Okay, I don't think we've had, like, custom towers that I was like, oh, hell yeah, that's really fucking amazing. These are the best ones they've made, though, right? I think I that's mean, pretty they, fair to say. They've had... Okay, I'm going to go through the ones that I, I have, which there are... I think it's all of them, actually. So there's obviously the base, and then the one that looks like Shadow Fiend. This is what I've been using until recently because it's amazing. The dragon one I personally wasn't a fan of, and then the hand one. Uh, and then the radiant is similar, except instead of Shadow Fiend, it's the clockworky type. Yeah, just didn't like the dragons. But I, I just I, muted I my microphone. Um, oh, were you talking? Yeah, I'm stupid. You need to you need to let the high five expire before yeah. the tower high fives you back. So it's 15 seconds. I guess yeah. it's to give heroes priority, or you would always be high fiving the tower when you're next to a tower. Yeah. But and it looks the high five looks really cool. I tried this out, Cinderin. It works on enemy towers as well. That's the All new right. taunt, by the way. You guys can't taunt every second now. This is a shorter cooldown, 15 second high five enemy <laughs> towers. <laughs> It doesn't just high five back, then it did this. <laughs> yeah, it does this uh, rock on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good, dude. That's really I, funny. Very good. That is really funny. Uh, right, did you have a rating towers. for this? I mean, based on comparing them to all other custom talks we've had, it's a 10, right? Because it's the best. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, thank they're you, cool. Sandra. What a funny idea, the high five thing. Yep, great idea. Whoever at Valve uh, created that one or came up with that. All right, now we have a Hoodwink, uh, what do they call this? A Prestige Bundle, I believe. It changes Scurry, and it's just like a shit ton of colors. <laughs> it's just like they infused Hoodwink with uh, a, a rainbow. Well, I guess it's not a rainbow, but just Fire Incarnate. I mean, it looks mega flashy. If you're a Hoodwink player, you're going to have to use it. I think the effect from Scurry is pretty underwhelming. Uh, but 
that doesn't really take much away from it because it's already the flashiest thing in the game, it feels like. I'll give it a I'll give it a six. I don't I don't I don't love it. Scurry looks nice, actually. <laughs> Just some flowers. I mean, what did you expect from Scurry? What do you want it to do? Like Well, it part part of it is it could have been any other skill. First of all, <laughs> like that—that's the literal last skill you will you you will want to change, the way it looks. But maybe it's because it already looks so flashy that it doesn't make sense to attach it to the ones that make more sense. You know, so. I wonder. I'm just trying to wrap my head around what was the inspiration for this. Was it's it pretty random. It's yeah. just—it's—it's it's very random. Maybe there's some sort of lore here that Slacks knows, but I don't know that lore because I don't read and therefore I know nothing. Um. But it's cool, though. It's cool. I, I feel like six is a little bit on the low end for this. I would probably... As far as... Let's just consider it an immortal, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's a set. I think it's a seven and a half or an eight. It's it's definitely good. Okay. I think it's all flash, no substance, personally. As we move forward into the big one, level 333 is when you get the Drow Ranger Arcana. And it looks fucking badass. Comes with two versions. The red, which you have to unlock, and the default blue. It changes the proc of marksmanship to be red. Uh, Multi-shot looks totally different. Gust looks totally different. And frost arrows, uh, they look different. But I wouldn't say it's drastic change on that one. They also have three or four custom item icons, I think it is. Yeah, so four custom icons. Is um, it four? I mean, all four of these icons are different. Which ones are they? What are you talking about? Items. You know, like Shaker, the Shaker Arcana has a different blink icon when you buy Blink Dagger. Oh, I'm Drow sorry. Has, I'm sorry. I thought Drow you has a custom Pike, custom yeah. Daedalus. Um, Pike, Daedalus. They're not highlighted there, right? No, they're not. Satanic, someone in chat is saying. Let me check. Yes, so Satanic also Satanic looks, different. looks almost no different than the regular Satanic. It's very little. Yeah. But Daedalus and Pike look very cool. And I think the effect from Pike is different when you use it, if I'm not if I'm remembering correctly. Um, but yeah, obviously it comes with a bunch of other stuff that we won't even talk about because it's literally just too much stuff to remember. Uh, obviously new voice lines, everything. This is... And okay, this is something I did not understand. I didn't read about it. So you're going to have to fill me in. How do mm. you unlock the second version? It says Revenge Progress 100. What does that mean? I don't know what revenge is. I'm a good person. Does it mean you kill somebody that's killed you? Is that all it means? Anyway. I don't, I, I don't know, actually. Which one do you like more? The default or the red one? Um, Holy shit, the red one looks so fucking good. Probably the red one. Yeah. I mean, look at the arm. The red one kind of reminds me of the red one. Kind of reminds me of a demon hunter, yeah, from Diablo three, actually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is. I I don't know what they've done at Valve with this whole Arcana thing, but they're pumping out some really good stuff compared to previously. I think, in terms of like co- progress in the cosmetics or whatever, or just the visuals department of the game, I think Arcanas have had the biggest upgrade. I think the, the latest ones they've come out with have been so good, right? Yeah, we both thank, thought Quok uh, was the best one ever, right? You can thank TV Dotto for that one. 
He is a the, the Quap one. He's amazing for all of them. I'm sure he's doing well. Maybe not all of yeah, them, but they are so cool. So uh, Chad is yeah, saying that is you get three points if you have a deathless game, and then if you don't have a deathless game, each time you get a revenge kill, which is somebody kills you and then you kill them, you get one point. You kill them later in the game, or you kill them later in the game. I would assume. Right. Now the thing is, okay. will that work five times, one on each hero? If so, doesn't that promote feeding to some respect? Because it's kind of a weird unlock. Yeah, I don't uh, like that. I don't like revenge as a concept for progressing your arcana. Because, like you said, you want to die then. So that's a bit weird. But aside from, I mean, I don't like any of the unlocks as we've talked about for arcanas. I think they're too hard, and I can't stand that. Uh, like for example, the PA unlock, I'm still mm. trying to unlock it all these years later because I don't spam the hero and. Mm-hmm. I did play it a bunch during that event where it gave you bonus points, but it's still not enough. Still have like 23 wins. That's fucking... God, so annoying. I still, Drow- I still have the same perspective on that. It hasn't really I changed. I think it's good that it's hard. I it, know. It's meant to be something prestigious and cool that you can be proud of unlocking. If it's easy, then it loses its novelty, right? Okay, so you only get one revenge point per game maximum. So feeding... Yeah. So... so- if, if you're you die, God or if you're smurfing, you can do this in 34 games. More <laughs> yeah. than likely, we're talking like 100 games. 200? Oh, 100 wins, I should say. Yeah. You need to win. So that's 50%. And in most of those games, you will kill someone who killed you earlier in that game, right? Most games, you will die at least once, and you will probably yeah. kill an enemy hero that did that. So let's say 200 games to get this style for the average player. It's a lot. I think that's. It's a lot, but it's also, this is, again, I feel like these custom styles should be hard and should be something for people that are really, truly a fan of the hero. It's it's a way of standing out. I think it's great that it's hard. Um, And I think it looks fucking incredible. So that's, if you're a Drow player uh, fan, a Drow Ranger fan, it's worth going for this. It's really cool. So I'm going to skip ahead. Oh, wait, I had the wrong, it was showing the wrong head the whole time. (laughs) How did that happen? Right, the long hair looks pretty pretty awesome. So this is level 333. I've actually, if you remember the last battle pass, I didn't level it too much because I didn't want anything. Mm-hmm. I did level mine to level 200 because I really wanted the towers, actually. Right. I think Drow Ranger is the best Arcana ever released. I think it's a 10 out of 10. I will Better not upgrade. Fall? Yeah, I will not upgrade to get it because I don't play the hero. But it's very, very good. It's it just it feels like, like I can't say for sure if this is like it's just such a high bar, right? That they're setting with the Arcanas lately. So it's just really cool to see that they're not dropping the ball on that. Like they're just very good every time, seemingly lately with their Arcanas. So whoever's I will working agree, on that is doing a great job. Quap is for me a close second. Like I could see them being interchangeable. I think there's a for me personal opinion. Mm-hmm clear separation between those two and every other arcana in the game like i did not like the specter arcana wind ranger one is good but i again these quap and drow are just the specter was also amazing. very good for what it was like it's a specter I how much like can it. you really do with specter i think it well, was we also talked great. about this you could give her a fucking phantom horse cinderin <sighs> yeah and a flower hat All right, give her a on. mount make yes, it interesting very... I don't want to look at that Speaking fucking of disgusting give her a mount, face. The worst arcana ever, ogre. Um, good. A lot of people like that yeah. arcana syndrome. Yeah, that's 
They don't know. Yeah, but you do apparently. Okay, yeah. and then past the Drow Arcana, is there anything big? That might be it, right? Let me just it only goes up to five hundred before it starts repeating. Basically yeah. the seasonal attack effects, which we don't really need to discuss. So that is the battle pass. Uh and we then... didn't mention the this is something unique. Mm-hmm. I haven't played Aghanim's Continuum yet. What's the what's the scenes from the Continuum Vault? Is it video? What clips? level is that? Level one. And then you unlock more of them later. It's oh, the, yeah. the it's, cinema roll. Isn't it just loading screens? It's just loading screens. Okay, I think so. Right. It's just loading screen pack. Okay, never mind. Why do they make so many of those, though? I don't know. But actually, they had an interesting thing. I beat Agonim. We're going to talk about Agonim's Labyrinth now. This is the segue. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Have you played it? No, I just told of you. Course. Thanks for listening. Yep. I. Whatever. So I beat it once on the easy mode, and it gave me you can turn on my stream to see this you can click this thing and it comes up with uh, different versions of agonim and i unlock the goat one <laughs> uh this is a cool little feature uh like i don't again i'm not a big lore guy but agonims has like copied himself or something bunch of universes or whatever the case may be uh, and each time you beat the game you'll get one of these and i think you can get duplicates so you have to get a little bit lucky um, but let's talk about the game mode. So Aghanim's Labyrinth, for the, those that don't remember, um, a roguelike game was very popular when it came out originally. This is essentially the second version of it. Uh, it's a it's a crawl of sorts. So you go in with uh, three other people, so four people total. You pick from a certain amount of heroes, and you can upgrade each of those skills based on like a talent tree that comes out, or they call it shards that randomly populate. So it's kind of like Hades to a degree. And the upgrades are cool and different than what you're used to seeing. Um, so I'm going to go to the Aghanim's Blessing tree, because when you play, you get Battle Pass points, you get fragment uh, Fragments, or whatever they're called, Arcane Fragments, yeah. which you can spend on the talent tree themselves. So we talked about how certain heroes are unlocked by default, and then as your battle pass progresses, you get random ones added. So you can see that I've unlocked Weaver, Magnus, uh, Mars, and Witch Doctor. And wait, I don't have TA, do I? Oh, yeah, I do have TA. Uh, but if you don't get them and you don't upgrade your battle pass, you can just play the mode to unlock these little goodies. So, for example, you have to start with the bottle charges. I'm going to zoom in here. So you can just get essentially another bottle charge. This is similar to what they did last time, but just more fleshed out. So the rest of these this are reminds just like me a lot in design of the skill tree from Path of Exile. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it had some inspiration from that as well. So you just pick like whatever stats you want to go for or essentially the best way to do it is let's say I want to go for sniper, I can highlight it and it'll give me the quickest route in order to get to that, which is actually perfect for me because I actually want Quap, sniper and viper and it's all in the same path. So I was oh. a lucky boy this time, so that's what I'm on my way to doing. Uh, this, the amount of unlocks that I have right now, basically one night of playing. Right. Uh, so how many hours the, would you say? Let's see. I started my stream at seven and stopped at two a.m. So let's so minus, seven hours straight. Let's say six hours because of any random breaks in between. Okay, so six hours a week to get all of the weekly rewards. That's an hour a day. Well, the weekly 
Well, the weekly rewards are different. Weekly, I have 10 out of 18 right now, just from playing this mode, though. I, I didn't mean those. I meant the ones on the left when you go back to the Agonim's Blessings page. Oh, oh, okay. You have, like, those weekly rewards, right? So you can max that out in a few hours. That's reasonable, I think. So my impression of the game so far, uh, today was my first day playing. I did not play the day it came out. Very good. It So I really liked the original Agonim's Labyrinth. And this one feels more fleshed out, like I said earlier. Just more detail was put in. You can see more work. You can tell more work was put into it in general. It feels like one of those things where, you know, they've had some flops in the past. And they knew this was a win because it was really good last time. So they've replicated it. They've added a bunch of stuff. Uh, the final boss is, I forget what his name is, but it's I'll like spoil a, it. You don't want me to spoil it? It's not really a no. spoiler. Okay. Whatever the final boss is, which you'll see many times, the model for it is very high quality. So you can tell a lot of care was put in, which is really cool. Now, I do have one complaint, Cinder. Okay. It's too hard. Oh, no. This That was okay. what everybody said about Siltbreaker, too. And it was the best custom mode they ever made. Yeah. I wonder if there's a correlation between challenge and how rewarding it is. No, no, no. no. Hmm. Okay. L- let, me, let me just put this. I, I understand that I'm not an amazing player. Okay, I understand. Good. That. That's step number one is acceptance. But That's... what what percentage? Okay, you know how good I am or how bad I am is the best way to put it. What percentile would you put me in in the entire Dota sphere of everyone playing Dota? Top what percent? Ninety. Okay, top ninety percent. Yeah. So ten percent of players are worse than you. So. I get, this is only my first day playing. <laughs> I, I, that's, I think top 2%, probably. Top 2%? Uh, wait, what's your MMR now? Maybe you're like top 5%. Somewhere between very, 2 and 5. Whatever the it's percentage, top, it's low. 2 to 5%. Okay? There's a yeah. lot of people, and I mean a lot of people worse than me. Okay? And that's not bashing you. I am finding this extraordinarily hard, Cinderin. Like, it feels like to me, the because we beat the first one on the first try, okay? And in mm-hmm. order to get to the next difficulty, you have to beat the previous one. The second right. one is extremely hard. Now, if I played more, I will be able to beat it, but I would be shocked if I ever beat the third one. It feels a bit skewed towards pro players, if I'm being honest, which is I'm a, a so bit much more motivated to play this game mode now that you told me that. Yeah, but, but I know I'm in a minority. You I are really in a like minority. That, I really like that this is a challenge. No, I I don't disagree, but you can scale it a little bit better. Like from one to two, it's right. so much harder. I could not believe it. Because again, I think for, the first try okay. on the first difficulty, we beat it. Mm-hmm. And then six right. or five to six hours after, still have not beaten the second one. Got close-ish. And obviously there still needs to be some balance with like, there's one, I'm not going to say it since you don't want spoilers, but there's one boss mm-hmm. level that is, ridiculous like it's so stupid how hard it is uh mm-hmm. for those that don't know it's a blob i'm not going to say the name of it because apparently that's spoiler for cinderin mm-hmm. but i feel like it could be scaled a little bit easier because uh, you can make it a lot harder once it gets to four and five like five can be fucking ridiculous okay so keep in mind there's a lot of stuff that you haven't unlocked yet in your tree right so yeah. over time eh. the 
levels will get easier. That's one thing. Okay, before you go uh, on, but I would the... rather I would rather have this be challenging in the start, and then if it turns out stupid, they can nerf it, than making it too easy to begin with, and then everyone has beaten it. That's and fine. then you make it harder. Yeah. I think this is a good way to start. Make it challenging to start so people that are passionate and enjoy it can yeah. get a kick out of that. And if no, you want to I'm... play casually, you beat the lower levels or it gets nerfed later for you. I'm that's, okay that's with good. that. But again, I said this is an amazing game mode. <clears throat> I've had a lot of fun playing. That is my only complaint is that it's too hard right now. Well, what now... if it was if it was easier, wouldn't you be done? Doesn't this make you want to come back and play it more? Isn't that a good thing? Well, if it's too hard, then no. If I feel like I literally can't does it, ever does beat it. Does it feel impossible? For the second level of difficulty, no. But right. I can only imagine what the third is going to feel. Yeah, if, if the third one is as, like, the difference between one and two is the same between two and three, I will not play three because it's going to be too hard. Yeah. Now, the upgrades you're talking about, like, these are so minimal. Like, three attack damage. Like, a lot of these are not going to make any difference in these games. Well, when they all compound... I'll compound you right now if you don't shut your <laughs> Your argument's horrible. These are useless upgrades. Half of these, okay? Anyway. You have to trust me, bro. I haven't played the mode yet, so I know how much this <laughs> you matters. You have such a strong opinion. You haven't even fucking played yet. <laughs> God, I hate you. Anyway, the game mode itself is very good, like I said, and I hope they make it easier. Any other words that you want to say, Cinder? Uh, no, I mean, I've made my points, and whether I've played or not, honestly, it's like just from a design perspective, I like if it's challenging. So I think that's a good thing. It was one of the things about Siltbreaker, just to finish off on that comparison, was I think Siltbreaker's flaw was how hard it was to play without good communication. So playing it with randoms and solo queuing. But if you were playing with people that you knew, even if they weren't amazing at Dota, it was challenging but beatable. And I think that's a really difficult balance to strike in general in game design. So. For me, Siltbreaker did a really good job, and this has me hopeful that this is kind of similar. Um, so, it to me, that's a major plus that it's hard. Yeah, I mean, we can and also have the a fact that you could beat level one on your first try also means that it's casual friendly as well, right? Everyone can experience the mode. Everyone can get to the end. Uh, you know, beat the final boss, and then if you you're hungry everyone? for you, more, you just then it said, gets harder. You just said I'm ninety fifth percentile. What do you mean everyone? Yeah, but you did it first try with no upgrades, right? Like, yeah. Even more casual players, when they get a little bit more accustomed to the map and get some upgrades, they will beat it, right? You made it sound easy, at least, the first try. So. Well, I'm just really good at the game. That's got to be it. <laughs> what can I say? All right, that so that's the end of the Battle Pass talk. Uh, let's go on to our regular screen, and we can continue the episode. Uh, this is going to be a long-ass one. Talk about what everybody waited for. That's right. Whole time. SAP segment, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for the SAP segment. If you haven't joined us before, we are partnered with SAP, an enterprise software company that's bringing their expertise via analytics in esports. Cinder and I have asked each other nine questions each so far. We have zero correct answers, which is less than a 1% chance to happen if we were just picking randomly. And we're going to continue to see if this occurs. I have a feeling that you're going to get mine right this time. Oh, I was going to say the same for you. And I wasn't like specifically trying to make it easy, but I feel like you might know this actually. I, yeah, I, I think this might be easy for you. Uh, right. Would you like to go Exciting. first? Exciting. You go first. I'll time. give you mine first, sure. All right. Since 7.07, .07, which hero has the highest recorded win rate? And this is, of course, in the ticketed games, right? As usual. So, Pro Dota and in house. Highest leagues. win rate. Highest win rate. I can do is this. Is it A, Omni Knight? B, Leshrac? C, Meepo, 
or D Chen? I don't know this. All right, oh, I need tell me the heroes. I'm gonna write them down so I can visualize. Give me it again. Meepo, Omni Knight, Leshrac, Meepo, or Chen? Highest win rate. I missed one. Meepo, Omni, Lesh, what? Chen. Chen. Oh God, I hate you. Okay, it's it, I'm a, <laughs> I'm gonna do process of elimination on gut feeling. Okay. Okay. And I'm probably going to eliminate the correct answer first. Lesh, it can't be Lesh. There's no fucking way. Meepo is a bait. No way it's Meepo. Uh, Chen or Omni? Oh, God. God, please. Please, Gavin! I'm going to go with Omni Knight. Congratulations, it was Chen. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> I was so oh, I was close. Scared. I was getting nervous for a moment there. You did really good logic. Meepo no. was a bait. You got Lesh out of the way. No. <laughs> Anytime it's All a 50-50. Right. Ah. <laughs> All right, so I'll just give you the relative rankings of these. So Leshrac was actually the lowest win rate of the four, so you got that out of the way quickly, which is good. He's 18th. Okay. Meepo was bait, but it's still high. He's eighth win rate because it gets picked like a cheese pick a lot, right, when it's really good. Omni Knight is 16th, and Chen is first. So I didn't even take any other heroes from top five, and you still got it wrong. What's it going to take, Shannon? Your question, which... Next week, I'll give you multiple choice with four answers, and they're the same answer, and you'll still get it wrong somehow. <laughs> I'll give you E as the answer. All right. So this is in Ticketed Games as well. With at least right. over 1,000 purchases, what hero has the highest average buy time for a shard? So, so buys again, it the latest. Buys it the latest, on average, in Ticketed Games, over 1,000 purchases. Is okay. it... Naga Siren, Arc Warden, Terror Blade, or Troll Warlord? Over a thousand purchases in ticketed games. Yes. Dude, out of all of those, I think only one of them is even a viable answer. Well, you should do your uh, process of elimination then. What, Whatever what did you say? Troll, Terror Blade? Troll, Terror Blade, Arc Warden, Naga. Does Ark Warden even have a thousand ticketed games since the Shard came out? I don't think he has. So it's not Ark. Naga Shard is not bought that much. It's more mainly found. Troll Shard. Rampage. Dude, it's got to be Terrorblade. I think that's the only one with over a thousand purchases. I'll say Terrorblade. Incorrect. <laughs> you, were, you actually Which... eliminated the one right away. It's Ark Warden. <laughs> A thousand ticketed games. So it was a trick question, partially because they're all over a thousand. Actually, wait. Does Argordon have a thousand competitive games since Shards came out? So I'll give you the numbers here, okay? And I'll have to look There's up no how many way. games it was. But in order of time length in purchasing, Naga was thirty-six and a half minutes, Troll thirty-eight and a half minutes, Terrorblade forty-two and a half minutes. Arc Warden, 47 minutes and 16 seconds. 
Shen, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and call bullshit. There is no way this is in pro Dota. Ticketed games. That doesn't mean pro Dota necessarily, Cinderin. What? What? Who plays a thousand games of Art Warden since this came out on a ticket? I'm going to tell you. Is there some sort of in-house league for I'm looking it Aghanim up right Shard now. stat farming? One second. The, let me... the Aghanim's League. Match count. Sponsored by Suns Fan TV. One like, moment. Is that? One moment. 1,519. No oh, shit. All right. I may have given you wrong information, Cinderin. Okay. I was looking at how many games of Arc Warden in general there were. Oh. All right. They they bought it twenty nine <laughs> times. <laughs> All right, I have to admit, I literally forgot to do this. So I was doing it on stream. <laughs> How do we enter this as part of? <laughs> How do we enter this? Darren, you know what? You know what? It's fine. Like I had seventy five percent chance of being wrong, so we'll just say I was wrong. Okay, it's fine. If Whatever I changed the question to, with, to... would have been wrong. Who has the highest average buy time? Would your answer have been any different, Cinder? Yes. What would Absolutely. it have been? What would it have been? What were the options again? Arc. It was Arc Warden, Troll Warlord, Terrorblade, Naga. I think I would have taken Troll or Arc. Uh, which one, though, Cinderin? I mean, I can't say that now, right? <laughs> All right. I cheated my way to get one i guess Whew. all right how about this next week i ask you two questions to make up for it oh that's good actually let's just void this one and you do two next and then we're caught up again this that's, one is sounds voided. good to me that's good yeah okay and on to the community questions so if you guys remember we have changed this uh just slightly so actually <laughs> good point from Masaruli in chat huh? you didn't only get the answers wrong now you also got a question <laughs> <laughs> What are the chances that we get our, all our answers wrong what? and I get the question wrong as well? <laughs> Dude, I did it really quickly. All right, the community question. So if you guys don't remember, uh, basically, we take a question that you have asked weeks prior and we ask you what you think the answer is and then we answer the next week and then we ask another one and we give shout outs to people that get it correct. So wow. from last week, the question was, what's the highest damage instance of a hero against another hero in a pro game? after amp and reductions the correct answer was d and it was 5185 holy shit cinderin said c 4312 and i said c 4313 so technically i was closer than cinderin i feel like going plus one from another person is actually just default loss like that's just weak sauce no you gotta I, commit more technically right is whatever the hell you used to say. So the correct answer, 5,185, 5, which was D, which only 17% of people voted for. And the person that was closest was Henrique Velasco, who was only five damage away wow. with 5,190. Really so very, very impressive. What a sick guess, especially considering the pool of people that guessed for someone to only get five damage away is really impressive. Yeah. Very good. Damn. So the follow-up question for next week, ladies and gentlemen, is which hero do you think did that damage? So 5,185. Who did it? Is it Huskar? A, sorry, A, Huskar, B, Phantom Assassin, C, Necro, or D, Rubik? 
shit, this is a really good option. So whoever comes up with this should probably be doing the questions for us instead. Yeah, that's that's probably true. Like all of them. So this is really good. If really you guys good want to try to answer this and get a shout out, uh, leave your comments as to what uh, in in the comments of the YouTube video, I should say, with the hashtag SAP Esports, then your answer, whether it's A, B, C, or D. Uh, and What's check out the link in the description. So yeah, we get to guess because we don't know the answer. Um, I'll take whatever you do plus one, okay? <clears throat> Okay, so which hero did 5,000? So I don't think it could be Necro. Well, if Necro because... ults like a Pudge with 10k health, but would that happen yep. in a ticketed game? All Maybe. of these are possible mathematically. So Huskar is kind of the same. How does Rubik get into this, though? Steals one of the big spells and does it, right? What big spell does 5,000 damage? What do you mean? Just Necro ult? Huskar ult, Necro ult. Okay, I think it's a trick question. I think it is Rubik, actually. You've sold me. D. All right. I'm going to say Rubik plus one. <laughs> Got it. We're just... Uh, we're going to be wrong again. I know it. Okay. All right. So... I have I have a couple of theories about... Let's just nerd out a little bit about this, because I think this okay. stuff is really fun, right? Yeah. There's a couple of theoretical ways this could have happened from any of these heroes, right? With Huskar, it's obviously life break. That's the only way. But his life break could have been amplified by Veil, it could have been amplified by E-Blade, and it could have obviously been on a really high HP hero. Uh, I think at one point, Huskar Ags also increased the damage, which it doesn't anymore, but this is lifetime, right? So the old Huskar ult did more damage than it does now, I think? <clears throat> Question mark? I feel like it used to be better than it is now, percentage-based, so it would have been better in an older version. Um, so that's one way. Mm -hmm. PA is obvious, huge crit. There's no other way she could do that much damage with rapiers. Necro, it has to be the reaper, but again, the reaper could have been amplified by the things I mentioned before and more. And then for Rubik, the reason Rubik is such an appealing answer, and I pick Rubik as well like you did, is that Rubik could have stolen Huskarold or Necrold, and Rubik had a talent mm -hmm. that was better, which is still insane, his level 25 talent with plus spell amp for stolen spells. So if Rubik steals Huskarolt, and then he casts Spellamp stuff on the enemy target, like E-Blade and Veil, he might actually be able to one-shot with his ult. Any hero, almost. And I think I remember seeing a clip where that happened, actually. Yeah. But I don't yeah. think it was in that clip that it was 5k damage, but it's easy to imagine how Rubik could pull that off. Yeah. So. Very that's, true. That's the good stuff. Good stuff. So yeah. I'll pick uh... Rubik. And Rubik also has Arcane Supremacy, which is an amp. And he might buy items that give spell amp. So. so that is the end of the SAP segment. Uh, if you guys want to learn more about SAP, be sure to click the link in the description as it does help us. Thank you. Uh, all right, next topic, Sindarin. Uh, <clears throat> something I kind of talked about at one point in the past, uh, DHL commercials that <laughs> I did with Slacks and Purge. Yeah. Uh, have been One of them has been released. There's three videos, and one has been released, and it's probably the only good one. Uh, <laughs> well, that's not oh. true. There, okay, there's two others. One of them I think is really bad, uh, mainly because my character is not funny and I like to be funny. Uh, and then the sec, uh, the third one, it's just my voice, which actually is a good video, but you don't, uh, I'm not physically in it. Wait, this is a five minute video. You haven't, oh my God, do you prepare at all for the, you don't even, uh, anyway, I will put the link of the, uh, no, I, I watched put, it many times, but it was so funny that time flew. Yeah, of course. I can't believe so it's five minutes. So this, this video, it, 
the premise it's a skit of course and dhl does uh, allows you know we went to a dhl facility in germany and slacks plays james bond type person and they do a different casting please he plays <laughs> james bond instead I know of they need a new james bond but slacks <laughs> <laughs> there are we need, a lot of good we need a here. balding white man with uh, no accent uh so what was i saying so yeah, he plays 007, or sorry, he plays Agent 322 instead of 007. Oh, that's good. Uh, Purge plays Dr. Evil, essentially. It's the side shot man, which is his old swapped? character. Why isn't Purge Bond and Slacks is the villain? Well, because Purge was the side shot man, right? And right. this is like the evolution of the side shot man. He's gone okay, crazy yeah. and he's bald and do? evil. And then I am the tech guy in all the 007 movies. Which I think his name is Q, I want to say, in the movies. That's very believable. I don't know what I am called in this You've one. You've done it before. But the way I found this You don't watch the video or what? Why do you not know what you're called? I don't remember. I, I watched it once. I, I can't watch myself. It's hard to watch. But uh, it was so much fun to do. Uh, we had so many outtakes. I've talked to Shane, and it sounds like they're going to put together a blooper reel. Oh, but it's hilarious so because I kept like you have to understand the production is extremely high. They have all these like people in the room, uh, like literally fifteen people for production, and it's just me, wow. Purge, and Slacks, just doing our terrible acting with to do retakes over and over. And I was having so my character was mm-hmm. like I said the tech guy, and. I didn't know, like I had a, I made him have a British accent. I just added a bunch of stuff that I thought would be funny. So British accent. And uh, the first take we did was actually the end of the scene, which you'll see. And I'm wearing shorts for some reason. It looks ridiculously stupid, but they never told me that that part would be in the video. It was actually not intended. And then we did the the first part of the video later, like a couple days later. And I had like right. long pants and I looked much more professional. It's like, what the fuck happened between those two <laughs> points? But uh, there were so many outtakes where I'm trying to say side shot man, but I ke- kept changing it every fucking time to like side pull man, outpost man, like four or five different variations of the same thing, except for side shot man. I could not say it for some reason, and we just had to redo it over and over. So I'm hoping that the outtakes are, are going to come out soon. But yeah, I'll put That's that link in the description. Fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll get to do it again because the acting was atrocious. <laughs> but people like that's what it. makes it fun. Yeah, that's that's that is true. All right, next thing on the list: uh, Heroes of New Earth, Cinderin. I never thought I'd be talking about this game again. J.K. We talk about it every other week. It is closing its doors officially. So obviously, it's been you know the player numbers have dwindled to basically nothing over the past how when did it close its doors unofficially <laughs> uh Dota 2 came out yeah yeah okay. that <laughs> when ice frog left in 2011 or 2010 whenever that was so they are officially closing the doors i believe it's sometime in june yep. uh you won't be able to create an account after december 31st of this year and then they officially take down the servers on june 20th of next year <clears throat> and I wanted to talk a bit about it because, you know, occasionally I go back and play the game just to see how it is. And we've had a podcast where, or an episode where I talk in depth about it, which I'm not going to do now, but very nostalgic. Uh, I know a lot of people made fun of this game. 
that are from Dota only. But <clears throat> it had a huge impact on video games or the MOBA scene in general. There's no denying that. And I've said this before, but the first year it came out, to this day, I think it's the best game I've ever played, legitimately. And unbeknownst to me, that was when Ice Frog was working on it, to my knowledge at least. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, of course, I didn't know that he was even working on it at that time at all. But it's very sad to see this happen, uh, even though it's kind of been dead for a long time. I was thinking... Why do games you love just die? I mean, this one's been like 15 years. Like Right. Anyway, I was thinking it would Guess be Guess you don't cool. love Dota then. That's good mm. news. I was thinking it would be cool to do a tournament before it dies officially. What do you think? If people yeah. are interested in something like, like this, sometime in June, like maybe a month before, I don't know, I would Yo, like to no, do no, no, one no, no, last no. tournament. No, no, no. You do it the day before, and then the ultimate test for Han is that their servers don't fail on the last day, or your tournament never finishes. What about that? I think that is, that's drama in itself. That's exciting, is whether the tournament concludes. And if I it doesn't, think... you keep the prize money. Oh, okay. Now we're talking. That's the next <laughs> scam in esports uh, with Han's, Han at death door. NFTs for the winners! It would be cool to have like a small prize pool and then have a bunch of X han players that are dota pros currently so like no tail and fly and well <laughs> i guess not those two together but eh, opposite teams maybe uh play the game one last time and stream it that would be a lot of fun not sure how many people would actually enjoy something like that but uh would be i would cool. i would watch <clears throat> i've only minutes. ever watched han i've never played it we've talked about that before i never yeah. played uh but i watched i think one or two dream hacks i watched the tournament i watched the finals one year and I think it was, it was the, what was it? Honey Trixie era team. What was that called again? Fanatic. That was Fanatic versus, I want to say it was some Australian stack. Was it, it Lions? Did they have Slicks? It doesn't matter, Cinderin. I don't remember. No. Anyway, I've watched a little bit and I remember, I remember watching it and being like, Things are kind of familiar because you've played Dota, right? So you know some things, but it looked a lot different to Dota at the time, right? It was very, very different color scheme, different models, different everything, but the f and the felt fast. But aside from that, it's like, I wonder why I never actually tried to play it. I don't remember having like a conscious reason for it. But You don't like new things. Not, you've already established yes, this. That's probably it. Yeah. I'm really boring and old. That's true. So last topic about Han I want to talk about, though, is... Obviously, there's been, I don't want to call it speculation. Maybe it's hope, copium, whatever you want to call it, hopium. Uh, You're shutting it down for Han 2? Han Heroes, no, not that. Han Heroes will no. be bought by Valve. So I'm just going to say that's not happening. I don't have any inside no. knowledge, but I would be shocked if that happens. Um, but I wish it would because we've talked about it before. There are... Even if you don't like a lot of the heroes, they had a ton of heroes overall. There's a good 15 heroes that are very well-designed that would be perfect in Dota. Just to name a few that we've talked about before, there's Puppet Master, there's Chipper, Bombardier, Kraken, um, Amun-Ra. Like, 
just that's off the top of my head. There's so many good heroes that would actually have a huge impact on Dota as like being fun characters. Because I think not that Marcy isn't fun in her own right, but I feel like it's, every time I play Dota, it's just like, man, I wish there, there's this Han hero was in the game. I still think that ten years later. Mm-hmm. That's why I made Pog have custom heroes that were similar to Han heroes, like Zephyr and Chipper, like. These are fucking really well-designed heroes that work Do you think Hand on Heart now, since it's 10 years ago that Han was big, do you think there's a little bit of rose-tinted glasses and that those heroes wouldn't hold up in how Dota works with neutral items, with pacing, with everything? Like, it's very different from what Han used to be, right? A lot of Dota heroes got redesigned over the last 10 years I think to keep up, right? I, I'm obviously biased. I actually think they're more catered now than they were back then. Oh. Dota has become more fast-paced as it's coming closer to Han by the year. Neutral items speed up the game. Everybody gets more gold. Like not, mm. if anything, we're closer to Han. It's hilarious. If we transported everybody from day one of Dota two to today, they'd be disgusted with the game. I would be elated, of course. Still, some ways, you know, some extra things we could do. Yeah. But no, I I genuinely think the heroes would work really well in Dota. Um, but yeah. So that is Heroes of New Earth. Uh, very sad end of that chapter. And on to our last topic of today, because we've gone <gasps> on so the long. last one! Valorant Champions 2021, Cinder, and this is essentially their TI, I guess you could call it. They have, yep. is it two masters and then a champion? Maybe it's three masters. I can't remember. I think it's two into this champions tournament. Um, I watched it. It was very good. Actually, it's the most Valorant I've ever watched. Uh, very enjoyable. Uh, the team that ended up taking it in the end was it's called Ascend, who beat Gambit 3-2, to two, both EU teams. Well, I guess EU and CIS, but European in general. Um, team Liquid kind of disappointed, but they made it to top four. And there were some huge upsets. Uh, the South American team, Crew, weren't expected to even go to playoffs, and they made it top four, and they almost made it to the finals. It was like super close games. Uh, <clears throat> overall, very, very fun to watch, and uh, looking forward to more in the future. So in terms of the actual viewership, just to give you guys an idea, uh, the peak was one point, essentially 1.1 million uh, viewers, <clears throat> which I think for a game that's a year and a half old is very respectable yep. uh like what dota and cs both had similar it was like two point something i want to say off the top of my head for the last ti and major mm-hmm. so pretty damn good for valorant to be even if it's half that that's for the first year yeah, and a half that's really that's good. good and that's that not including good. the eventual china boom i would assume occurs if they ever get that game through in china this will be huge in that country for sure um, but they did something interesting. They did something TI-esque where they created a skin line where 50% of the proceeds went to the players into the prize pool itself, essentially. Yeah. Uh, but the difference is instead of an entire battle pass, it's like, <clears throat> maybe it's like four skins, five skins. I can't remember exactly what it was. And they weren't like, I mean, they're I think pretty you said nice. Five skins after that, so I could clarify it was the number four. Yes. What? I missed the Fine. joke, Cinderin. Thank it's you okay. for interrupting. 
the uh-huh. the skins themselves weren't like outlandish. They had some cool effects where if you're the highest kill person in the game, they light up, and if not, they don't. So they have crazier skins in the game, is what I'm trying to say. So I don't. These are not updated numbers, but maybe three fourths of the way through, they had apparently made about eight million, uh, and that's for the fifty percent cut. So I guess sixteen million overall. That is just for five skins, or whatever it is, not r- remotely close to like a TI battle pass. That's pretty impressive. So yep. maybe that's like a test bed. I don't know if they're actually ever going to go down the road of like Valve and do the TI stuff, but uh, that is it's a good chunk of money, Cinderin. Good chunk. If they made so much money with five skins, would you say next time they should do six skins or four skins? Okay, I get the joke now. Okay, good. You're the one. See, I don't get that joke off the top of my head because I don't have foreskin. You know, I cut mine. Oh, I off. thought you meant I don't have a sense of humor, which both statements are objectively correct. So they're not mutually exclusive, though. I don't think you lose your sense of humor when you get that chopped off as a kid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we should do. We should have some stats on this. There has to be. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Uh, that that's pretty much. I, I'm guessing you didn't get to watch any of it, Cinderin. Uh, you have yet to play with me again after our last. Yeah, experience. I've, I've I've said I want to play with you actually. Yeah, and, and then you, you never do. Never asked me again. <laughs> it, it was only fun when I didn't want to. Now that I actually want to play, you don't ask. Oh, so, I see. That's fine. Gotcha. Great. Maybe next year. Maybe we can play Aghanims though. Yeah, I think you're I've heard be it's fun and challenging, it. and playing with bad. top two percent players will be good. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a drop off for sure. Okay, that brings us to the end of the episode. Quite a long one today, but obviously makes sense with the whole Battle Pass-related stuff. So let us know in the comments if you guys enjoyed the Battle Pass and maybe things you're upset about. But also, remember, counter it with stuff you like as well. We can try to balance each other here. Uh, Perhaps that's possible. Okay, Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Suns fan and Cinder and signing out. Goodbye. Bye. Subscribe. Thanks for listening. Yeah.